This is Rachel Joy Barbeau. As part of the launch for my new book, Relentless Joy, that's due out June 20th, my friends got together and created a book launch team. Y'all, I am so blessed. So very blessed. In that group, they're getting some behind-the-scenes details from the book, and we've been discussing the book together each week. I wanted to share some of those stories with you. So over the next few weeks, you're going to get bonus podcasts that contain short stories and lessons from our discussions. You're going to hear Natasha Garrett, who's our book launch captain and also serves, and I'm changing the narrative, and you'll hear from me and maybe some others. I hope this gets you excited about the book. Pre-order details are in the show notes, and I got to tell you, as a first-time published author, pre-orders are everything. Please go grab a copy for you and for others. Love you guys. Martha Gellhorn was a war correspondent, and she was one of the most famous war correspondents um, ever. She masqueraded as a nurse on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day just to be there to cover it. She ran two wars. She didn't cover fuzzy, warm things. She covered wars and atrocities. She was the first one there when Dachau was liberated. And I'll save all that that you can read in the book. But I went on a I went on a safari to Africa with my Aunt Karen. And I mean, just the gift of a lifetime. I was young. I was getting out of school. I could never have afforded it. She and my uh, deceased um, grandmother bought the ticket um, for me and they took me and we go on this trip of a lifetime. And we stayed, we stayed four different places in two weeks. And one of the last places we stayed was this house on a hill. And I'm going to try my best beyond what's in the book to describe it. It was a log structure. It wasn't a log cabin. It was dark, um, darker wood. And it had these big verandas, these big wide verandas with all this like furniture, but it was on a hill. And as far as your eye could see, the hill went down. You could see giraffe and zebras and like, you know, pronghorn. And they're just like all out there on the savannah. And you're like, what? And so every morning, They woke you up on safari. They woke you up before daylight because the animals moved in the morning and the evening. They slept during the hot days. Okay. And so they woke you up and they'd say, Jumbo, Jumbo, wakey, wakey, coffee or tea. They'd be outside and and you'd go coffee or tea. And like, you're just waking up and they give you like a little biscuit. And a little biscuit's like a little cracker and you get your coffee or tea and you get in the Jeep that's got an open top and off you go. And you get to see sunrise in Africa. You get to see the world come alive. And so we had done this for days and we're at the end of it. And here I am, I'm telling people that I'm in Ernest, had stayed in Ernest Hemingway's house. Well, in researching for the book, um, I came across, and even before then I was doing my research, I came across this really rad chick named Martha Gellhorn. And here I was, I, I all I ever knew was that, that Ernest Hemingway was married to a war correspondent because he's married like multiple times. But then I started to dig in and recognize that she was her own person and she was historical and she was great, Natasha. And she wasn't just great because she was married to Ernest Hemingway. She was great because she was great, you know, and What we talk about in that chapter is how did she rectify her pain? She saw the worst things on the entire planet. The worst things. And then she went to Africa and she built a house on a hill. And she 
and she saw beautiful things. But like, how did she rectify that? I This chapter is super deep. And I think it's one I hope that people will go back and reread at different parts of your life. I want to also tell you that I set up this book so that you could read chapter 13 and then read chapter two and then read chapter 18. Some of them, like chronologically, some of them you may have to go back and forth. But the inspiration for this book was the book Love Does by Bob Goff. And it was like short, punchy stories. Bob Goff's Love Does, short, punchy stories were amazing and made you think and made you feel. And that's what I wanted to do. And so I hope you come back to this chapter a lot. I have no doubt that this book will bless countless people and improve and change countless lives of those who read it. I also want to say this, y'all, to be really vulnerable. I had something disappointing happen to me on my birthday, and I was just telling somebody some this the other day, that the devil still, he thought that I would get mad at God, that I had some disappointing news on my birthday, that I would turn around and curse God. And he's so, he's not stupid. He's cunning, but um, he's, he's such a loser. How about that? He's such a loser. I just thank God and I praise God. And I just said, I love you, God. And I, it's once again, it was the same thing he was trying to do there, right? Like he was trying to take me out and, you know, Romans talks about for everything that he uses, God will make something good out of it. And when you stand in front of a group of people, men, kings, queens, whoever it is, and you say, um, I've been there and this is what happened. It gives people this courage to radical vulnerability. I say it in the book, lets people have this. Okay. This is a safe place. She's been there. You know, Jackie's been there. Madeline's been there. Stuart's been there. You know, Josh, Patricia, we're all been there. James has been there. And so it gives people, when you get radically vulnerable, it gives people the space and the courage to do it around you. Big.